Years ago, there were a couple of guys who were up to no good, who started making trouble in the neighborhood. And they went up to Jesus, these guys. I'm glad y'all laughed at that. These guys that were up to no good, they went up to Jesus and they said, you keep talking about our neighbors. You keep talking about all this love. But who really is my neighbor anyway? Jesus. And Jesus tells this story about this blue-collar guy minding his own business who was robbed and beaten and left to the side of a road. And he says, there the guy was, not able to get up. And this wealthy, white-collar guy comes by. Only the moment he sees him, he turns his head and pretends that he didn't really see him. And then a pastor walks by. Only the pastor was far too busy to stop and help me. And then our favorite local quarterback prances on by, and what does he do? Sticks his airpods in. So he can't hear the cry, and he just keeps walking. And then, the homeless guy that we always see sitting on the corner, that homeless guy walked past and he heard him, and he saw him and he stopped. He loaded him into his little wheelie cart that he pushes around. And he took him to that cheap motel there on the edge of town. And he bought him a room. And he washed off whatever wounds he had. And he told the person at the front desk, I'll be back to check on him. If he needs anything else, I'll cover it. I'll pay. And Jesus looks back at these guys who are up to no good and he says, which one of these people in the story was a neighbor to this man? When I think about love, I think about that story of the Good Samaritan. About these scholars who knew everything and how they were trying to trick Jesus. And I think about those people that we often look at as not being as valuable and not being as worthy. Because sometimes the greatest of love comes from these places that we least expect. Lots of you may know I'm pretty excited about this myself. But lots of you may know that later this month, a new movie is coming out about Mr. Rogers. I know, it's worth clapping for. Uh, Tom Hanks is playing the beloved Mr. Rogers, and if you're as much of a Tom Hanks fan as I am, then the combination of these two together makes you uh, just a little excited. But... This is the great thing about Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, as many of you quite possibly already know, was a Presbyterian minister. And when he was asked what it was he wanted to do with his life, what his 
ministry was going to be all about, he said this, I want every child I meet to know the love of God. That was his ministry for life. For every child that he needs to know the love of God. And he had this crazy idea of how he could reach more children than just his local parish, his local church. And so he got these grants. He found these beautiful people that would surround him and encourage him. And every day, kids from all over our country, and now all over the world, Hear somebody inviting them to, won't you please, please, won't you please, oh, please, won't you be my neighbor? He spent over 30 years of his life, episode after episode, teaching us what it means to love our neighbor and to love ourselves. It's an incredible testimony to God's love that something as simple as that act alone can create such a support system that for over 30 years, people are continuing to not only watch it, but to support it. For years, he taught us these things that were in the news. When racial reconciliation was needed in our country, there was Mr. Rogers with one of his neighbors of a different skin tone dipping their feet in the same kiddie pool. Because in our country, people weren't allowed to swim in the same swimming pool if they had a different color skin. Mr. Rogers, time and time again, taught us what it meant to be a good neighbor. I remember stories of this little boy or an episode of this little boy coming in in a wheelchair. And he had had polio. And he shared with Mr. Rogers what it was like to be in a wheelchair. And how cool some of the things were, but then how he was making the most of life and how people didn't have to fear him because he lived his life in this wheelchair. And that if you saw somebody like him, you could still say hello and give them a smile because they were people just like you. Mr. Rogers taught us what it meant to be a neighbor to people, people that were not like ourselves. And it didn't matter if he was silly in doing it because you knew he had a love and a passion for those people. And that love surpassed whatever foolishness he looked like. I watched a documentary the other day on Mr. Rogers, and yes, I realize this is a little compulsive, but I found it very, very fascinating that the people on set remember times that they would film things and he would mess up. And they would say, you want us to do that again? And he would say, no. The kids need to see me messing up as well and know that I'm not perfect in doing this, that it takes practice. 
he had the love, the humility to do that. And that's the love of Christ. Much like much like our Lord's Prayer that we sing every day is a very humbling prayer. We've discussed it before, that line of forgiving others as we forgive ourselves. Because that's not just the financial, we're forgiving others, we're forgiving ourselves. When we forgive others, we're actually forgiving others, which is an extremely hard thing to do. But then we also have to learn to forgive ourselves. This past weekend, I wasn't in worship with you because I was, well, with these beautiful people and some others, oh, a couple of you, um, at the Christian Conference Center. We had our Cairo, our middle school retreat. And during one of our worship times, they played a couple songs that were 10 minutes in length. And they gave the kids a piece of paper and a marker, and they said, you have 10 minutes to write down 25 things you like about yourself, 25 things you appreciate about yourself, that you love about yourself. Most of the kids in the the room could not come up with 25 things they loved about themselves. In 10 minutes, these creative young minds that are not hindered by the things that we are hindered by, could not think of 25 things they loved about themselves. If you had said, write down 25 things you love about the person sitting beside you, even if they didn't know them well, they would have been able to do it in a couple minutes. It's hard for us to love ourselves sometimes. It's hard for us to be able to forgive ourselves sometimes. And when I think of God and I think of love, then I think of that greatest commandment, to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, to love your neighbor as yourself. There's one person that I knew growing up. I was an extremely bitter person. Very bitter. Um, Not somebody you would want to be around because that person was not just a bitter person toward themselves, but that person was just angry to everyone. It was a very unhealthy person to be around. And I remember seeing a guy that I go to school with talking with this person and being nice to him. I thought, why are you doing that? Why are you wasting your time? Your heart's going to get broken. Why do that? Why put yourself in that situation? Day after day after day, he did something nice to this very irritable, bitter person that never was nice to anyone. And eventually, eventually he started getting a smile. And then later, he actually got 
something crazy from this old man. You could see that there was love coming from him. And in the process, some of us got to know him a little bit. And then this person wasn't this bitter, angry person anymore. This person finally, finally had love inside them. If we can't learn to love ourselves, to accept love is inside us, we are not giving it. Good people, we have to take care of one another. We have to love each other. We have to love ourselves. And sometimes, for some of us, loving ourselves is much harder than we want to admit. When we go to weddings, a lot of times, uh, we hear, love is patient, love is kind, It's not envious or boastful or full of pride. It doesn't keep track of of rights or wrongs. It's not self-seeking. Love perseveres. It never fails. It's a beautiful way of looking at love, and all of it is true, and yet we forget how hard love is sometimes. I often wonder if our hardness and love is put on by ourselves, our own fears and the things that dwell in us. True love is when we push everything else out of the way, when we push the anger, the resentment, the fear out the door, and we're left with perfect, pure, true love. And where love is, God is, for God is love.